you've changed. <laughs> For a lot of people, change is scary, but when we go through changes, when we grow the most. It forced me way out of my comfort zone. It was like the scary thing that I'd never done before and that I'd never seen other people do. I feel like I have my life back. We can change our lives and prioritize our, li our lives in ways that make us happier. Hey guys, welcome to the You've Changed podcast. Today we're talking to Sarah Buckingham. Sarah is a fitness instructor at Barbell Toronto, um, so bar fitness if you're familiar with it. Uh, she's a client director at Well Street Health. They do corporate wellness solutions, which we talk a bit about in the episode. And she's also the co-host of the Team Wellness TO podcast. So she's an expert on all things fitness, health, wellness, everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, this episode, we talk about all those things. We talk about the important importance of movement, especially at a time like this where we're all quarantined inside of our house houses. Um, she's also been doing lots of um, workout videos on Instagram and live videos. So she talks about that and how you can connect with her through there, which I think is awesome. I've watched her videos. She has great workouts. So I highly recommend you check her out. Um, but otherwise, I guess we'll just get into the episode. Okay, well, yeah. So again, I'm really excited that you're here. I feel like I've been wanting to talk to someone that is in the like fitness and wellness space. And I've talked to people that, you know, have dabbled in it and everything, but it's not their core focus. So I'm excited to talk a little bit to you and I think it'll be exciting. But to start, do you want to just give a little bit of a background of who you are and what you do? Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited as well. Um, so my name is Sarah Buckingham and I was born and raised in Toronto and grew up as a dancer. So I've been a dancer my whole entire life. Um, and then pretty much, yeah, after dancing competitively in high school, I then went to Western University to study business. And then after that, I just had, you know, several different corporate jobs, um, working in marketing and sales, um, a couple different companies. And then, um, last year I kind of made the big jump to sort of leave the corporate world and then pursue fitness as well as dance. So I was dancing professionally with the Toronto um, Argonauts A team. So the dance team or, or the cheerleaders. Um, and so I did that. And then as well as teach uh, bar fitness on the side. So that's kind of where I'm at now and just kind of excited to see where everything takes me. That's awesome. So what kind of gave you the confidence or what made you feel ready to leave a corporate job? Yeah. I mean, it's actually a funny or maybe a sad story, depending how you look at it. So I, I wasn't happy in my corporate job. I knew that for sure. And so I had been interviewing for a couple months, um, in, like different companies trying to find the right fit. And then I actually was offered a new job and then kind of it basically fell through like the company laid off a bunch of employees oh, no. um, at one time like a hundred or something and then also wow. that included included the new hires which is crazy because you know who's who's hiring when when yes. apparently a layoff is is coming um mm -hmm. so it was a little bit of a shock like I kind of had I'd given my two weeks and then I was I planned I was supposed to be going to Vancouver for this job um so basically it fell through wow. and I, yeah. So I kind of was like, wow, this really feels like it's a little bit of a bigger sign for me to kind of 
pursue the other areas that have kind of been tugging at me anyways. So I kind of stopped the job search in terms of the corporate world and then kind of took a second to reset and figure it out a little bit. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of how that happens when you're kind of like forced into a situation like that and how it yeah puts you on this new path. Well, I'm glad it, it worked out and that you're, you're doing something. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I know. It's, it's crazy. Cause I don't know, I don't know where I would have been like right, right now if I had taken that job. I wonder if I would have liked it or wouldn't have liked mm-hmm. it. So it's interesting to think about for sure. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and when did you start teaching bar? Yeah. So I got certified October of 2018 um, at Barworks, which is a studio downtown Toronto. And then, so I was still in my corporate job. So I left May of 2019. So basically from October to the following May, I was um, kind of just teaching. So the certification was, um, yeah, all pretty quick, just in October. And then I was teaching independently. um, And then kind of after that, I started looking to kind of move into the studio space. Cool. Did you take yeah. a lot of bar classes beforehand? Like what kind of gave you the idea to actually become an instructor? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, growing up as a dancer, ballet was one of the main things that we always do. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you'll use the bar in traditional ballet classes. So it wasn't bar fitness, but it was ballet bar. And that's what bar fitness is inspired from. So, I mean, I've done ballet bar for my whole life. So I knew I loved it. And then when I moved downtown um, Toronto in 2017, I kind of started exploring the boutique fitness classes that are all over the city. And then basically I went to a bar class one day and I loved it. So I probably was only doing it, doing bar fitness for like, you know, a few months before I decided I love it. I want to get certified and teach it. That's so fun. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I do so many workout classes, but only recently I was like, oh, people like teach workout classes as like a kind of side thing or, you know, like, and really think about it as an option. Um, but I feel like it's so fun to see people going out and teaching. I think, yeah, that's so much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. (laughs) I love it. Do you feel like, do you feel like you have to be, I mean, cause I haven't met you in real life. I don't know you super personally, but do you feel like you have to kind of have an extroverted personality to be an instructor? That's a good question. I feel like, me as an instructor is like a completely different person than I am in the rest of my mm-hmm. life. So I don't know if you, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily know if you have to be, cause I actually am someone, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm like middle of the scale. Like I think I'm pretty extroverted, but I also really do like my alone time and can some, can sometimes be shy when I'm put in certain situations, but for some reason teaching and kind of like being almost a leader has been something that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I just love the atmosphere and like moving to music and making people happy in that way and like sharing something that makes me happy. So it's kind of, I just feel like as soon as the music comes on, it's it's almost like a performance I find. Yeah, Um, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So being a dance, being a dancer and performing kind of feels like I'm doing that again Mm -hmm. when I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. My mom always talks about how she taught workout classes when she was younger and I feel like our personalities are very similar and I'm pretty introverted. I'm like, I don't know okay. if I do it. The idea of being up in front of people, but I don't know. It sounds like so much fun. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. I think the coolest thing about it is it's interesting what you're capable of when you kind of just throw yourself into something because mm-hmm. you can't really practice. Like you can, you can practice teaching to yourself, like, or like saying it out loud yeah. in the class, but then until you have people in front of you, like you can't prepare for it. So yeah. 
it's kind of like you just throw yourself into it and then mm-hmm. you test your limits and kind of see like, oh, wow, like who is this person that just taught this class? So. Yeah, I love that. So what does your day-to-day look like for you? Yeah, well, right now, kind of, you know, due to the situation, mm-hmm. um, it's a little bit different than it used to be. Um, but I kind of, day-to-day, I like to make mornings for me. So I kind of try to be a little bit slower in the morning, um, kind of drink my lemon water and coffee. And then I usually do a stretch um, or a workout, just kind of depending. And then I'll start my work. So of course I'm at home right now. Um, so basically I kind of transition from one corner of my apartment to the other. And then um, I start start my work. So I work for a company called Wall Street Health. So I'll kind of do um, some of that computer work and then I'll have different online classes throughout the day. So I'm starting to work with people one-on-one. Um, virtually via Zoom, so kind of personal training, and then I'll do live classes on Instagram and some classes on Zoom, so maybe a couple classes a day. Um, And then evenings, um, I actually just moved in with my boyfriend, so that's kind of new and exciting, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. thanks. It was April 1st, so it admits all the craziness. Yeah, Yeah. and we don't even really have all of our furniture yet, but um, yeah, so evenings we've been kind of spending like online shopping and like getting the apartment ready. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Yeah. yeah. So I've been seeing your Instagram lives and stuff like that, which is so great. I feel like that kind of stuff is so important right now. And it's amazing to see like just there's, they're popping up everywhere. And I think it's awesome. What has that experience been like? How is it different teaching virtually and what's the response kind of been? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's super cool. I guess the the one thing I'll say is I, so I was in Mexico for a week and then the day I came back, I planned to go into the studio to teach. And that was the exact day that basically everything was shut down. Um, like all the businesses. So I was like, Oh my gosh. And then I immediately saw a lot of fitness instructors um, and a lot of studios pretty quickly jumping on IG lives. And it, I was like, wow, that's, that's really creative. I, I'd love to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So I started doing it, I think a few days, um, after kind of everything was closed. Um, and yeah, the first couple ones were a little bit, I mean, it's different because you can't see mm-hmm. anybody. So I'm like, I don't know if you guys are doing it with me. I don't know if I'm talking to myself. Um, True, yeah. Or like, yeah. So it's kind of weird. It's, it's, little bit harder to have that same energy because Mm -hmm. I'm really energized by people around me um, doing the workout. So yeah, it's a little bit different in that sense, but I tried to make it, you know, the same feel, similar playlists, you know, same moves, same vibe. Um, And it's cool that people can interact with you. Um, They can leave comments. And also um, I just feel like the reach is so powerful. Like I've seen a lot of individuals in studios, like I'm meeting so many new people this way and the feedback has been really positive. And I think I'm going to build relationships in the long term just by hosting it virtually. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, of course, you can do a home workout on a YouTube video or something, but it's there's something very different about it being live. And yeah, you can people can give you feedback and stuff like that. I like that there's a community aspect to it. That's awesome. Yeah, and, definitely. And I can imagine it being hard without the feedback, especially if you're working out, you're not like looking at the live responses and stuff, right? Even like very different scenario, obviously, but even I know some people record podcasts solo, but for me, I find it like exhausting and painful (laughs) to just have like a one-sided conversation. I feel like I interact so much better in a conversation with feedback and stuff. So I can imagine 
similar. Yeah, stuff. totally. I think I've, I've tried to do that, r- record a podcast, and then I had to do way more editing than I did mm-hmm. for any other podcast because I'm like, what am I even talking about right now? Like, because yeah. it's like just, just to yourself. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned um, uh, Well Street TO. And mm-hmm. can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah. So, um, well, so Well Street Health is um, the a company that I work for. Basically, it's um, I work for them part time, but I'm the director of client services. So mm-hmm. I basically am doing sales um, for the company. We do corporate wellness, so going into companies um, all across Canada, kind of talking about health. Everything's facilitated by naturopathic doctors. Um, and basically that's it. I, I also am one of the facilitators. So besides the naturopathic doctors, I facilitate a functional movement seminar. Um, it's, I find it really important to talk to corporate audiences about this um, because, I mean, a lot of times people are sitting all day and there mm-hmm. may be people who aren't moving or they're not working out. So I'll kind of go in and I'll talk about just the most basic movements that we can do that are going to help us in our everyday lives. So a lot of times other, you know, workout classes or, you know, other places you'll, you'll go to find exercises. It might be like a sport specific exercise or a muscle specific exercise. Um, but a functional movement is something that's going to help us in, in our everyday lives. So they're really like dynamic. It's using a lot of different, like, um, planes of motion, um, a lot of our different joints. So kind of going through what that all means, um, kind of talk about anatomy a little bit and then do a demo of some of the best uh, strength moves as well as mobility and flexibility moves that we can do kind of every day. Uh, from our desks or from home, really simple and easy to just get everybody moving. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you work a corporate job and you're at a desk all the time, like it's so important, important to take the time to stretch and do all those things. I'm not good yeah. at that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially right now, I feel like we yes. might be sitting more than ever while working from home. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, definitely like, I think the recommendation is once an hour getting up to, to stretch. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I found like at first, the first few weeks working from home, I was really struggling with back discomfort and stuff. And I started adding back workouts into my workout. Oh, nice. I think that's actually helped a bit to just kind of like strengthen my back muscles. But obviously I don't have the same chair and equipment here as I would at the office. Yeah, that's, I actually, um, I had a one, my one friend actually order like an ergonomic chair because mm. she, she was struggling so much because yeah. she only had like a stool. Um, oh, or like a bench. Yikes. So she didn't even have like a back um, yeah, at her awful. table at home. So she had to get get a better chair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for someone who isn't really into fitness on a daily basis, like hasn't really made it a daily routine for them, what tips would you have to kind of get them to start incorporating more movement into their lifestyle? Yes. That's a good question. I would say that any kind of movement is so powerful and so awesome. And I think a lot of times people can be overwhelmed, like thinking they have to do, you know, an hour workout Mm -hmm. six times a week or something. And that can be really overwhelming. And so I think the best place to start is actually figuring out what kind of movement feels good um, for your body and like what you actually like. For me, it's always been things like like dance. And that's why I love bar. And I don't necessarily love weightlifting, for example. So if I tried to do that as often as I do bar, like it wouldn't work. So Mm -hmm. I found what works for me. Um, so that is one tip finding what works for you. And then the other thing is to start small. So like if you're, 
you know, not really finding you're moving at all right now, then maybe you can kind of motivate yourself to go for a walk or you can do stretching um, or just maybe some gentle yoga, something that 10 minutes, there's tons of like 10 minute YouTube videos that you can try. You can mm-hmm. experiment with who's leading it. So just try something kind of short and sweet, experiment, um, again, figure out what feels good. And then I would always say that it's really helpful to kind of note down how you feel after any kind of movement, because I guarantee it's almost always going to be better than you mm-hmm. were before you started it. So if you note that down, then you can remind yourself of that the next time you kind of want to move. You could be like, oh yeah, it, this felt really good um, to do. I felt more positive. I felt energized. And then you can try it again. And then eventually um, you, you start small and then you can kind of maybe start building on and then you can add a little bit more intensity or more times a week. Yeah, I totally agree with all those points. It's a really good point to make note of how you feel afterwards because it's so true. It can just like completely turn your day around. Um, Yeah. And I completely agree with what you're saying about like finding what works for you. I think for me, when I started actually making fitness a habit, it was like once I started doing the fitness that I actually just enjoyed in the moment. It wasn't like, oh, I did it. I can check the box. It's like as I'm doing it, I actually feel good and I'm enjoying myself. I feel like it's just so many people work out just to, you know, get it off their to-do list. But if you can just really enjoy what you do and, you know, if it's dancing or, you know, I don't know, playing basketball or something that's more of a game and not like a to-do list, then I think that that can really change your habits. Yes. Such a good point. And I think when I started my fitness journey, I actually was really like results driven in terms of what I look like. And Mm -hmm. that is... Um, you know, everybody can have different goals, um, you, you know, whatever it looks like, as long as it's, it's healthy in terms of, um, mentally as well. But mm-hmm. I think it's just like when I was doing that, um, I wasn't working out in the way that actually made me feel happy and good. And so when I was able to switch kind of what my goal was behind the workout, um, which was to feel good and feel better and all of that, then I started enjoying my workouts more, which then results came, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So it's I, like before yes, I, I, I think it's yeah. so true. Yeah. yeah. Like p- people often don't think that way, but it it's absolutely true. Yeah. So aside from physical exercise, what other wellness habits do you think people should take on or incorporate into their lives? Yeah. I think meditation is something huge and it's so, so important and so powerful. Um, I don't have necessarily a daily meditation practice. I think I would like to, that's definitely a goal. Um, because it's definitely really helpful in terms of clearing out any thoughts in the mind. But Mm -hmm. I also know, um, a tip for anyone listening is that meditation doesn't have to be what you imagine meditation is like just kind of sitting there, um, like legs crossed that traditional meditation pose. It can be in sort of anything that you do or you find, what I call flow. So you're kind of Mm -hmm. in the flow of it. So it's like, maybe there's an activity um, like painting or, you know, whatever it is for you, sometimes even cooking, baking, um, going on a walk where you kind of feel like you're not like you're in the present moment. So you're really Mm -hmm. in that activity. So I would say trying to figure out what that is for you. It could be, Oh, um, I had another example earlier is like a skincare routine sometimes. Mm -hmm. So figure out what that is for you and then try to have that as sort of your meditation moment. And that's just a time to be present and calm throughout the day. And I think that is a huge wellness practice. That's important. 
Um, the other thing is journaling is really helpful. Um, again, I don't necessarily have a, a strict journaling practice where I every every night, I know some people um, have specific prompts they answer every night, but I more so like to just, if there's a lot happening in my head, I just write it down. So it's like getting it out. Mm -hmm. um, so I would suggest writing, um, again, how I mentioned before, writing down just like a quick note, even if it's in your phone, how you feel after some movement. I find that's really helpful. And then I mean, the basic things like eat your veggies and drink lots of water are yeah. my biggest tips. Yeah. I think what you were saying about meditation, how it doesn't need to be this structured thing that you typically imagine. I think there's so much truth in that. And even like I was having a family dinner the other night for Easter and that was a topic of conversation. My mom and dad were like, you know, cause I do meditate and my sister's husband meditates and they're like, you know, you guys nice. meditate, but what for me, when I go running, that's when I meditate. And I'm like, I feel the same way too. I'm, I really love running. And that's when I, I feel like really just I'm like thinking about my goals and like getting into this flow. And it's when I kind of feel like yeah. mentally at peace. And even like last night I had a really busy day and I took a bath and I was going to read, but I was like, you know what? I just, I just want to like sit and think and do nothing. Kind of like, yeah. like it's just these moments where you can kind of go quiet and just go inside and feel like they're very powerful. Yeah, it's so true. And I feel like actually that's something a lot of people are struggling with right now, having mm -hmm. to be like inside with, with the quarantine and everything. It's like this, they feel like they need to be productive at every second of the day. And mm -hmm. like, they just, yeah, they feel like they need to occupy their time doing, you know, a million of these IG workouts and then, yeah, like reading and just being as productive as possible. Like obviously reading is a great thing, but sometimes, um, like you said, it's so important to kind of just be with yourself and literally do nothing. And yeah, like, it's exactly. okay to be bored, which is, I mean, it's a hard lesson to learn because I, I don't like to be bored either. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like that feeling. I know a lot of people don't, mm -hmm. but um, it's okay to let yourself go there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and sometimes I feel like, you know, for you're reading or working hard and doing all these productive things during the day, like you need to take a break to let your mind almost like absorb it. You know, you can't be yeah. all, you need to just sometimes let it sit and like reflect. Otherwise those things won't stick in your brain. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, um, you have a podcast as well. What mm -hmm. has your podcast experience been like? When did you start it and what was kind of the plan for that? Yeah. So the podcast is called team wellness TO. I started it with, um, one of my best friends who I grew up dancing with. She lived down the street from me. Her name's Kira McKenzie it was also my roommate at Western. Um, we started it, August 2019. Yeah. Just last year. So we mm -hmm. actually, um, we actually had this other platform. It was an Instagram page basically, um, and a blog that we had started before that. And then it kind of, we found that it was a little bit too broad almost. We were almost trying to touch on too many topics and we're both really passionate about wellness. So we decided we were going to transition to a podcast just because, I mean, I am obsessed with podcasts. I listen mm -hmm. to them all the time. Um, and so I kind of convinced her, let's, let's try it out. And then it's been such a great experience so far. Um, basically what we do is we interview wellness entrepreneurs in Toronto. Um, so we found that because we were both in the wellness space that we met so many amazing wellness entrepreneurs at events or 
you know, different classes. And we just thought we had so many questions for them, like how they got to where they were. So we just figured we could, if, if we were interested in that, then other people would be as well. So we wanted to provide a platform for them to share their stories. And yeah, we've had, oh my gosh, I, I feel like 30 something episodes. We're in season two. Um, so yeah, 30 or so episodes. And there's been some with just the two of us, but mostly we have guests. And we talk about just all different wellness topics from fitness, kind of meditation, everything that we sort of chatted about today. Yeah, that's awesome. That's nice that you have someone to do it with as well, I imagine. Is it ever hard to coordinate or do you find it's mostly a positive experience being able to have someone else? Yeah, it's, it's been positive for sure. I think, um, so Kira works a nine to five job so that it was a little bit different, um, kind of adjusting to my new schedule. Cause I, you know, was a little bit all over the place. Sometimes I would be teaching at night. So we had to coordinate in terms of timing. We'd usually have to do it in, in the evenings. Um, and then coordinate with the guests as well. But we actually kind of made roles that are pretty, split um, and divided. So she'll do, you know, certain aspects and then I'll do other aspects of the podcast. And then we take turns with the editing. So kind of, kind of really works out and it's nice to have someone else to bounce all the ideas off of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so great. Mm -hmm. So what would you say is the next kind of change or the next thing you're looking forward to in the future? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of a hard question because I feel like, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm sometimes a little bit all over the place with my career thus far. So I feel like I've always been someone who I didn't necessarily know like what I wanted to be or what I wanted to do. And so I kind of studied business, to be honest, because... I thought like it was just a good thing to mm-hmm. study. Like it Obviously, it's not a negative. Um, and so... I think like there's definitely a change coming. I think 2020 is going to be a big year, but I think it can go in a couple different directions. And I'm actually trying to use this time right now to sort of reflect and really figure out my next move. So it's sort of, I mean, without giving too much away, but it's really like, can I, am I going to be basically full on entrepreneur, like dive into this fitness thing even more? Obviously, I think, I don't think I'm going to stop teaching ever because I'm obsessed with it and I, I want to continue to work with people um, with their fitness goals. So that will always continue. But what it looks like um, is going to be interesting, whether it be yeah, entrepreneurship or continuing through um, in terms of the corporate side of things, um, like going into the companies or is it going to be working one-on-one? Um, there's even been kind of thoughts this year of going back to school. So I'm kind of just trying to figure it out what's going to work for me. But I think that, yeah, stuff like fitness and wellness are always going to be there some way, somehow. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great way to do it. Just kind of like lean in one direction and see, like start feeling it out as you go and see what happens. And I think that you're right. 2020 is going to be a big year. And I think that it's going to be really interesting to see how like society and the world responds to everything going on right now, especially with wellness, because obviously it's a health crisis, but also yeah, like mental health or mental um, health and wellness. And yeah, I just think like there's so much that's going to come out of this and we're going to see a lot of cultural shifts. And I feel like it'll probably lean in the direction of like really embracing wellness and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely going to be, and even well, a huge part of wellness that we didn't mention is, is community. So like mm-hmm. right now we're seeing people come together and I think that that's going to be really powerful and it's going to help a lot of people through um, basically what's happening right now. So I'm, I'm excited. Obviously this is not fun for anyone what's happening mm-hmm. right now, but I'm interested to see the positive change that um, hopefully it will bring. Yeah. If you look at the positive side of things, like it's actually really beautiful to see how people are coming together. And what I've been saying is that it's interesting that like, when have we ever been globally all on the same page? Like there's something crazy about yeah. that. Like, we can all kind of be united, like no matter where you are in the world, everyone is facing the same crisis. So I think that in itself brings a lot of community. So I think it's interesting yeah. to see what will happen. Yeah. That's an awesome point. So a question that I always ask people, um, because it's kind of in the spirit of the podcast, I know people typically ask, what advice would you give to your younger self? But I'm curious, Mm -hmm. kind of in the opposite way, if your younger self were to see you now, what do you think she would say? How would she react? Oh, um, (laughs) I like that little twist. Um, I I think she would say a couple things. I think she would say... Like I'm, I'm proud of you, which is um, kind of nice to say out loud. It's kind of weird, but I think she would be, <laughs> I think she would be, I guess, proud of where I'm at right now. I think one thing when I was younger, I really, really struggled with anxiety. But mm-hmm. what's what's interesting is that I didn't even know that that it was that or that anxiety was a thing probably until university um, when I kind of learned more about mental health and mental illness and was exposed to a lot of you know other people um, but I've really learned how to kind of get a hold of all of that and it's been through sort of my fitness and wellness journey so I would say I think she would be yeah kind of be like awesome job for kind of figuring that out and you're in a much better place now um, And yeah, I think she would just be proud that because I've always wanted, even at, in a younger age, I've always wanted to help people. Um, And I know, you know, I'm not, maybe not helping in some sort of dramatic, dramatic way, but I think helping people with their physical health and their fitness um, is something that I, that my younger self would have been happy with for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I really resonate with what you're saying about um, struggling with anxiety. I really like can completely relate to that experience. Like I didn't really know mm-hmm. what it was until probably university or like end of high school. And I agree that it's crazy how powerful wellness and fitness and health can be when it comes to your mental health. And like just on a really small level, I find some mornings if I wake up with that anxious feeling, like it blows my mind how quickly it can go away with just like a workout or a run or just getting outside and moving your body. So yeah. yeah, 100%. Like when I am feeling those, yeah, the anxiety symptoms coming on, like tightening of the chest, like mm-hmm. shorter breath, like all those symptoms, I'm like, wait, have I moved my body today? If the answer is no, like that's why this is happening. Yeah. And like, I know that's not the experience that everybody has um, with anxiety or, you know, other, other health issues, but basically you kind of need to take the time to experiment. And mm-hmm. again, yeah. So again, experiment and figure out what that is for you. So maybe it isn't exactly, movement. Yeah. I mean, I'm clearly obsessed with movement and it feels good for me and I highly recommend it. But mm-hmm. if maybe it's, um, again, like those examples like art or, 
like anything like that. So find what's going to make you feel better in those moments where you don't feel okay. Exactly. Yeah. There's just so much power in actually reflecting and listening to your body and kind of responding and experimenting with that. I think that's a lot of what wellness is, right? Mm -hmm. Being intuitive and listening to your body and the signals it's giving you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, is there anything before I get you to share your social media and everything, is there anything we haven't talked about or touched on that you want to get into? Mm, No, I don't think so. I think just like, I, I guess overall is kind of just that message again to, yeah, find what feels good in your body. And that's actually, I, f- I feel like that quote I found from yoga with Adrienne. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She's a, has a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and I'll just leave that as kind of a recommendation because I think actually doing her yoga videos, they're like pretty beginner yoga, like sometimes like 10 minute videos. And that's how I first started getting into like a little bit more into different kinds of movement than just dance per se. Um, anyways, so her quote, find what feels good is just, I feel like a good, mm-hmm. um, good summary to what kind of the message is. And I hope everybody is doing okay and is going to get through this and they can find the movement that kind of can help them through. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So where can people find you between your social media and your podcast and all that stuff? Yeah, for sure. So I'm on Instagram at Sarah Bucks. So it's S-A-R-A, another A, and then B-U-C-K-S. Not really sure that why there's another A. I think just the other one was taken. Um, <laughs> my last name is Buckingham, so a lot of people call me Bucks. So that's where that comes from. And then, and through there, um, everything is linked, like my website. Um, recently have been putting things on YouTube, so everything can be found there um, for my personal stuff. And then for the podcast, it's at team wellness to. Um, so everything, um, that's our Instagram and then the episodes are linked there as well. Awesome. Great. And I'll link that stuff in the show notes as well. So it's easy for people to find you. Thank you so much. This has been great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, it's great to meet you virtually.